Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome uh, to 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself for the next two hours, as we are every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking sports with you, localizing it as best as we possibly can. Coming up on the program today, looking forward to this, our first delve in t- inside one of the brackets, a... Well, he's a certified bracketologist is what he is, Shelby Mast. He's, his bracket you can read at USA Today. If memory serves, he was unbelievable last year. I think he picked them all off, Trent, every one of the 68 and most of them. I'm going to ask him to brag a little bit because yeah. he deserves it. Most of them were right there as far as the uh, 68 where he had them seated. Shelby Mast going to be with us uh, most weeks leading up uh, to Selection Sunday. Look forward to that. We'll do that at 1240. Andrew Logue will be here at about 1220. Uh, of course, Andrew, formerly the Des Moines Register, did some TV stuff, sports TV pick his brain on uh, what he thinks the Olympic coverage is like. We'll also go inside the Valley with him. You and I plays tonight. You can hear the game here, which means, Trent, you have a night off of high school hoops, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good night to be off with Kansas and Iowa State. Speaking of Iowa State, Eric Heft slides in at about one We'll talk to the color analyst of Iowa State at one fifteen, And then Zubin Mahente from ESPN will bring the program to a close. He gets in here at one thirty On the heels of a Pretty good night in the Big 12 last night. In particular, uh, the Texas-Baylor game was a really fun game to watch going into double overtime. West Virginia TCU didn't live up to my hype, uh, but a huge one at Hilton tonight, Trent. Just a massive game as far as Iowa State and the life support that they are on right now. But look at Give them credit. This was a rebuilding year. Yes. They've got three top 20 scalps already taken uh, this year and did so all at Hilton Coliseum. Here comes another top 20 team. A lot of opportunities when you play in a conference like this, and well, they've made the best of those opportunities so far this season. Another one, big one here. The, the life support for an NCAA tournament bid, short of winning the tournament, mm-hmm. is a path that I think can be realistic. I don't think it's that crazy that we go to Kansas City talking. All they have to do, win their home games, where they're very good, mm-hmm. and steal one on the road. That might be the crazy part. To steal one on the road. To steal one it's on been, the road. has not been kind to them. Their strength of schedule is good. They'll have quality wins. Uh-huh. They'll have quadrant one wins. We'll Still to... takes some getting used to, it does, doesn't it? it does. That's a, but it's a good, I like the system. I got to be honest yes, with you. The more yes. comfortable I get with it mm-hmm. and familiarize myself with it, I think that let's give this a try. Right, because the old system of beating a top fifty team. Look at teams forty through fifty of that top fifty. Beating a team like that at home, it's really not that great of a win. Now it has to be a top thirty win at home. Mm-hmm. Or top 75 on the road. And we all know in conference play, 
how difficult it is to win on the road. And even if you're not beating a quote-unquote tournament team, going in and winning a road game against some of these teams that you look at, it is difficult, and you get credit for it now. I think it's a better system. And uh, the, the one part, we were talking with Rob Doster yesterday. You get the two sides of metrics, predictive and results-based. Mm-hmm. Which one do you— Well, results-based. That's what you rely on, what, what you've done. Not what the team is going to do going forward, but just what they've done. Yeah, because I know how, how bad at predictive I've been over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I'd much rather know the results. What they've done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier that way. Because in that fashion, when you're put, putting together the bracket, you're not going to get the 68 best teams, or really those final at large. Mm-hmm. You'd want to go more predictive-based. But I, I think I agree with you. You got You have to give credit for what they've done. Mm-hmm. Not can't, opposed to what they might do. It, it just can't be an algorithm. Yeah. That team should be better. Right. Well, they're not. Right. It, it hasn't shown up in the results. Mm. But then the other side is the RPI, which is that side of it. Well, a one-point victory counts the same as a 30-point victory. That's not right either. No. You know? So, no. I, I go back and but forth. But predictive didn't have Iowa State knocking off West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma at home, and <laughs> they very did. true. You know, folks, if you um, if, if you're longing, well, if you're an Iowa State fan or just if you, if you're just a fan of college basketball, at least Shelby Mass. When I clicked on bracketwag.com today, mm-hmm. Shelby's got Iowa State on the page. Now, it's full disclosure. Obviously, they're not in the bracket. Yeah, they're not first four out. Mm-hmm. They're not others considered for at large bids. Okay, he's got one more category. Now, well, I should say there's a couple more. There's one more category after this, no longer considered. But between others considered and no longer considered, there's a category called on life support. Uh huh. That's where you'll find Iowa State. So they are at least on a bracketologist bracket, or on the page, on not the in page. the bracket, on the page. Which might be what we hang our hats on. It's been a long winter. It has been a long winter. So K State, give me give me the road slate. K State, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. West Virginia in between. Yeah. In between, right? Yep. K State's this weekend. Then West Virginia, Oklahoma. Most likely, most likely is to lose all three. Yes, but West Virginia. We've seen schools go in there and pick off the Mountaineers. Oklahoma State just did it this last weekend, and that that was right after. All right, West Virginia. They figured it out. Mm -hmm. You know, they had that slide, including that loss to Iowa State, but they'd won two in a row. They throttled. Who was it that they just K State? Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Over the the weekend before. Yeah. All right, they got it figured out, and then they lose at home, but not not just at home to Oklahoma State. Right. The ninth or tenth. Best team, depending on if you're talking mm-hmm. to a Cyclone fan or a Big 12 fan, in the league. But look at what the ninth and the 10th yes. ranked teams in that conference have done as far as scalps taken. Oklahoma State took one on the road in my, and West Virginia, for crying out loud. Boynton has that team arrow pointing upwards, I would assume. Okay. So, Big 12, locks. Tech, Kansas, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and then you got a whole mess of teams. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, could nine teams get in? Yes. Could ten teams get in? Well, I want to say yes, but I'm gonna, I'm going to tap the brakes a little bit there. Let Let's say, well, let's get them. Let's Let's do this tomorrow. Let's see if they beat Kansas. Tonight. <laughs> yes, I know we're, we're getting because ahead of ourselves. Here's the, right here's the worst part about it: 
this has got to be a pissed off group of Jayhawks coming to town tonight. They've lost two out of three, mm-hmm. including Oklahoma State, who beat them there. And Oklahoma State followed that up in their next road game by picking off West Virginia. They lost to Baylor in a game that they never were in this last weekend. No, Trent. they looked awful. Awful. I didn't watch a ton of it, but every time I flipped there, I watched Baylor on a 6 nothing mm-hmm. run. Or 8-2 run. Just, they weren't good. Right, they weren't and good. Kansas, they, they've done this before. There's been a couple of times that we've been into February, maybe not this deep into February, but I, I just don't think it's going to there's, there's no switch on this team. No switch. I don't think there is. I really don't. I'm Graham not saying and that Mihailuk just because. No, I like it. I like these kids, Vic. but they don't. I don't think that that switch is there. That March switch. I don't think you can just flip this. Look, they they messed around with TCU. TCU on s- last week. TCU it was giving Kansas all they wanted. Now mm-hmm. Kansas would pull away and win by a handful, five yeah. or six, whatever it was. But that was a close game. Look, Iowa State's got a chance tonight. They, they really do. do. Yes. The thing that makes you worry about the clones. It's that damn health again. Mm-hmm. Or bad, there's been, I, I guess it's game time decision. Hated to see the word come out that Lard's got a shoulder, I think it was, you know, a sting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He's, got a, he's got a problem. Hans Brace is not going to play, which isn't that big of a loss, unfortunately. He, he's never been able to get anywhere near what they thought that they were going to get there. Uh, Tally's been better. Wigington's got to be Wigington, and Lard's got to play like he did this past weekend against Oklahoma for them to have any chance. This It would also help. And Donovan Jackson's defense. That, well, that and one of those games where the shot is on. Okay. And he hits five threes. And, and, and if that happens, Wigington doesn't have to be elite. Still's got to be good. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to go off for 26. You know, if he, he scores 18, but Jackson also chips in with 22, then you're on the right path. But... But they need all these pieces. They need Tally not to be shooting 22-footers. No, he can't. And shooting it up there 24 but he brings, feet. Yeah, I know. You're right. But he brings <laughs> some good things to the floor. He, he does. Yeah, I, I like his game. I don't like him shooting a basketball, as you said. He struggles. Right. Um, but but he's got some other aspects of that game. And, and look, they need him. Long gave him some minutes mm-hmm. over the weekend. If they can get a solid 15, 18 out of him and yeah. – he displays defense. Uh-huh. I think Terrence Lewis, unfortunately, is a lost cause this year. Yeah. I just don't see that changing anytime soon. There's I really a, don't. That, that's my Cincinnati Bengals of, yeah. <laughs> uh, of uh, Iowa yeah, State hoops this one, year. Right? Yeah. I, I just, you know how you, you watch a kid and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, you mm-hmm. gravitate to him. Mm-hmm. And, and that was me for him this summer. And it mm-hmm. has not translated at all. He can't shoot. No. And he's. You shoot it's, it's got to be confidence. Yes, it, has to be, yeah. it has to be confidence. Uh, Andrew Logue is coming up. Look forward to speaking with him. Shelby Mass, again, uh, bracketwag.com. If you want to see an Iowa school, at least on a page. <laughs> <laughs> Drake was there uh, about a month back. Was he? When they were at, well, when they were at, they rather? When they were at the top of the valley. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those brackets will just take who's ever in first place from a right. one-bid league. Drake was in there. I think there were a 14 seed. Yeah, but you got to get till the middle of February. Even yes. this, you might think, is maybe a week too soon to be doing this. But, heck, we're in the middle of February. Yeah. Uh, Big Ten's got four games left. Four, four games. Four games. That's it. Wow. So it's time. It's it's ready or not. Here comes March Madness. We'll take a timeout. Andrew Logue comes up next. Shelby Wag at about 1235. Remind me during the break um, before show. I want to ask about Nebraska. Oh, yes. Because there's your adopted squad. Yeah, but Trent, I, Shelby doesn't have them in. No, nobody does. They 
They have wins. Mm-hmm. They don't have good it's wins. It's changed. You know, when 20 wins was automatic, put them in. It's yeah, changed. It has. We'll take a time out. We'll talk to Andrew Logue on the other side. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2, 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. One of the scariest things that can happen to pet owners is having your pet go missing. That's why the Animal Rescue League of Iowa has partnered with iowapetalert.com to help reunite lost pets with their owners. We post every lost pet that arrives to our doors on this website within 24 hours, and the public can post lost and found pets and sign up for notifications, too. Learn more at iowapetalert.com. Bacon Fest. Bacon Fest. Bacon Fest. The 11th Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival is coming to the Iowa Event Center on Saturday, February 17th, starting at 10 a.m. The famous bacon strip theme bars. Over 50 different bacon menu items. Over 10,000 pounds of bacon. Live local music acts all day. And then the big after-hours party featuring the Grammy-nominated band Smash Mouth is now open to the public. Tickets are still available. Visit Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival for more information and get your tickets today. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom room at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio, we never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her, and best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her, or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual Warren County Polar Plunge on Saturday, February 24th at Lake Aquabee in Indianola. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympics Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You can register individually or as a team. All of the proceeds 
proceeds from the plunge go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympic programs they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on February 24th with a post-party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head on over to SOIowa.org backslash polar dash plunge today. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Trent, the athletic, uh, that the subscription-based, maybe where the sports section is headed, it just keeps hiring, guys. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They've got now 20 of the 30 MLB teams covered jason stark joined the fray today ken rosenthal is already there i've been a subscriber for boy um i don't exactly remember when it's been a while now i i love it i think it's absolutely worth every penny uh speaking of media and sports media andrew logue wrote that column at the des moines register for a while also covered the valley amongst other things tours tours of duties uh with the hawkeyes and with the cyclones and he joins us andrew trenton ken thanks for coming on how are you hope you're all managing to get over uh, football withdrawals here for a week or so. Yeah, doing our best. <laughs> doing our best. We do miss it. Andrew, did, are you an athletic subscriber yet? No, I am not. I've read several of the stuff because I can get through different links through, like you said, Jason Stark and whatnot. But no, I am not a subscriber yet. I uh, wrote a great piece. Doug Gottlieb wrote a piece on his transgressions yep. at Notre Dame uh, and yep. just the fallout from that and the continued price he pays for you know, making a, making a couple of dumb decisions as a, co- as a college uh, student. Um, and, and not just because of the Gottlieb piece, too. I, I just love no. it. I, it. It's money well spent. Is that the future, do you think? I mean, can the athletic who continues to add salary – and are and are yeah. doing so basically as a subscriber. I think I pay four bucks a month. I think there's a lot of, yeah. um, but whatever. Can can they make this work? They can. The trick is, and it's like anything online. You've got to find ad revenues at some point because subscription base works and, and it can help. You know, you, it can get you started. 
But at some point, the real money, as you know, it, it's advertising, and and that's the trick. And people like you and I and Trent and you know, we kind of appreciate that and we like reading that. And yeah, Doug Gottlieb actually tweeted out his link, for example, yesterday yep. of his account. Um, but you know, to get the wider audience and to get the real money, it's ad based, and that's what every online entity is kind of uh, trying to figure out right now. And and so. The answer is I don't know. I don't. It depends on how big the Atlantic wants to be, and if they want to, you know, really challenge the SI dot coms and whatnot, they're going to have to at some point uh, create ad streams. Yeah, they certainly got resumes. They their writers yeah. have been yeah. first rate, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, before we get into the valley and, uh, and spring training is, is right around the corner, uh, the Olympics this year, Andrew. I don't know how much you've watched of the Olympics. It's difficult to watch it just because of the. I, I, it's either 15 or 17 hours. Yesterday I thought it was 17. Yeah. I might be convinced now that it's 15. Whatever it is, it's weird. I mean, uh, we're waking up in the morning, we're watching live stuff, and when we yep. get home from work, it's the middle of the night over uh, in yep. South Korea. Um, it, it's tough, I think, to present Olympics, especially in this era of social media, knowing what the result is. If you can... Um, if you can show discipline and stay off Twitter or stay off your dot-coms, maybe you can watch it, but that's asking a lot. This is going to be tough for NBC, I think, to make money. Yeah, I agree. In fact, they've already lost some. I saw the list yesterday of Procter & Gamble and all the companies that used to just be mainstay advertisers, uh, and they're kind of saving their money now. It's also, too, and you know that Winter Olympic sports are the most niche sports in the world, um, and, and even the athletes, there's not the, the variety of athletes you always have. You know, the young man the other day, Gerard is his name, who yep. won the fight. Didn't he look like the most suburbanite kid <laughs> in the world? Which is good for him, but it's also a little hard to kind of, I don't know, if he did wipe out, you'd feel, you, you feel hard-pressed to make a connection like you do with athletes. And the sports are just things we don't follow. I mean, there, you know, there's no, uh, you just don't appreciate the nuances. Uh, that, you know, but the one thing I'll say is, like a lot of guys, you know, I think I'm getting payback now. My wife patiently watched all the NFL playoff games with me, and now I find myself watching uh, <laughs> young uh, was it Chloe Kim yesterday oh, winning yeah. something in a half hike. And but my wife loves it. But yeah, advertising the ratings are slightly down from Sochi a few years ago. But that's just like you're seeing about uh, NFL and baseball and NBA and everything else uh, in sports general, television wise. And you're right, the time difference doesn't help, and it's just the idea of, outside of hockey, I just don't have much of an appreciation for any of the other events. Andrew, uh, just jumped to my head, another four-year event, the World Cup is coming up. The United States men's team will not be a part of it, though. I I believe Fox Mm -hmm. has the rights now. Are we at a spot as a soccer country where the ratings are just going to take a huge nosedive without U.S., or are there becoming enough soccer fans, and it's the, the World Cup, it's the biggest national event, that the numbers will be okay? What, what do you kind of see going forward when we get to the World Cup? I think they'll be okay because I think every the one thing that has changed is different than my generation. Every younger generation, they all grew up at least playing. They won't have the intensity and the, and the vibe if, if U.S. was trying to make it out of pool play and such. But I also don't think it's going to crater either. I think there's enough people who appreciate I mean, there's people uh, getting up at 6 o'clock uh, on a Sunday morning, which seems crazy to me, but yeah. they're watching yeah. uh, European soccer. So, no, I don't think – in fact, I'm already kind of waiting for a surprisingly good kind of rating vibe. It won't have the intensity, and it won't capture 
you know, Power and Light District of Kansas City was packed uh, four years ago for the World Cup when Team USA was playing. I don't think you're going to have that, uh, quite that kind of fervor this time around, but I think you're, I'm getting ready for people to kind of acknowledge that, wait a minute, they are paying attention uh, a little more than you would have thought because so many people now have grown up and they at least they have that understanding, that appreciation of soccer. Mm-hmm. Bigger story in the Valley, local-wise, the demise of the Panthers or the resurging Drake Bulldogs under Nico Medved. What's the bigger story? Drake's uptick, Northern Iowa's downtick. I'm going to say Drake uptick because they've, they've weathered their kind of little slump. Hey, Reed Timmer becoming the school's all-time leading uh, scorer and doing what he's doing. He's a hell of a face. student. Yeah, <laughs> you immediately have something uh, you can kind of cling to. Going back to what we were saying about the Winter Olympics, there's a kid. Mm-hmm. We can all go, wow, I can rally around that, you know, versus a redhead kid who's basically skateboarding on snow. Um, but, you know, there's something there. Plus, guys, I think three of uh, only one of their next four opponents has a winning record in the Valley. They've got a shot to get like a three seed uh, in the Valley tournament, which allows them to avoid Loyola in St. Louis unless they met in the championship game. They've got a chance to really make things kind of interesting here in March. Uh, 14 and 13, they can win three of these four, get a winning season. I, I think Drake is, uh, they're actually providing a little bit of something to, to watch here as we're getting into the stretch run. So I was I was holding out hope that Loyola maybe was going to run the table and and get there. They lost uh, a well a week and a half ago, I guess it was to mm-hmm. Bradley. Still, if they win out to the title game and then get beat by whoever, do they have a good enough resume with that road win at Florida, or are we uh, back to what we thought? It's going to be a one bid league regardless of what happens. I think it's a one bid league, and I think you don't look no further than the Big Twelve to say why because how is Loyola's resume going to stack up to my gosh Iowa State mm-hmm. Oklahoma State right. you know TCU in a different year you could kind of hang that win over Florida and go hey look at us and we're the regular season champ but when you've got a big 12 and not to mention by the way the SEC and you know when you've got a point where the major conferences can legitimately talk about getting eight teams in mm-hmm. no the Valley's a one big league and like I said Strange as this sounds, you probably got a lot of people from Loyola rooting for uh, Kansas tonight because the stronger Iowa State looks or Oklahoma State looks, uh, that just only torpedoes their chances of any sort of that large bit. What's St. Louis going to be like this year, Andrew? We've uh, we saw Creighton leave, and it was certainly different the very first year after Creighton was no longer there. Of course, now Wichita State's not going to be there. Um, is Doug Elgin thinking about maybe putting curtains at some point uh, in, in that building? Because, man, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you no. think it's going to be like? I think it's going to be a little empty. I, I do. Uh, Loyola, bless their heart, you know, uh, they play in kind of a small little arena, and they're overlooked there in Chicago. You're right. You no longer have Creighton. You no longer have Wichita. Plus, Missouri State and the Southern Illinois teams that used to also pack, they're not particularly great teams. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. There's going to be plenty of good seats available, and I don't mean that as a good way. Um, so, yeah, it's, they're taking a hit. Loyola is uh, doing the things I think Doug Elgin hoped when he invited him to come to the league, but they're, they're a team that needs to accomplish more. They need to kind of be a top-20 team to get people in Chicago that interested. And So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be pretty cavernous there, I'm afraid. I saw Baseball Prospectus came out with their Pocota rankings. As always, they mm-hmm. hate the Royals. Your team, 
Uh, But it does feel different. Canes in Milwaukee, Hosmer, Moustakis, where they're going to end up. Expectations, how low are they for the Royals this year? This is so weird, and it it ripples out through all of baseball and why guys like Eric Hosmer and and Mike Moustakis can't uh, uh, get the contracts they probably want. And that is, you're in a weird niche where when people for the first time saw 66 wins by Pakoda, they thought, no, we only want to win about 54. It's flipped. It's completely different. Because the worst thing in the world you can do is win from 65 to 75 games in this day and age of baseball when you want to stockpile your farm system. So I think fans, uh, for once you're right, uh, throughout the five-year window Kansas City has just experienced uh, the, the revival. Yeah, Pakota was way off. And now I think fans might actually be saying it'd be okay if we only won about 54. Mm. Unreal. Andrew Logue, thank you, Andrew. We'll catch up with you in the weeks to come. Appreciate your contribution. No problem, guys. Always good to talk. Yeah, good to talk to you. Andrew Logue uh, checking in. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes, Tony Watson. Yes. Still without a home. Finished the year last year with the Dodgers, according to John Heyman, a real respected baseball writer, mm-hmm. Fan Rag Sports. He's the, kind of their anchor baseball guy over there. Says Giants, Phillies, Red Sox, the three teams expressing interest in Tony Watson, one of the many looking for a home. Phillies are making a move. I told you to hit that over. You did say that. Arietta kicking mm-hmm. the tires on him. Little Tony Watson. They already got Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Got young talent that is finally starting to break through. Mets stink. Miami's awful. Atlanta, same way. Keep an eye on the Phillies. You looking for that surprise wildcard team? Maybe take Phillies. a look. Phillies. They're still making moves. Hellickson hasn't signed anywhere, has he? Has he has not. I was I was just looking at that the other day. It's funny you bring that up. And uh, Well, I was actually looking at it after you, Darvish. All right, go through the free agents for my oh, twins. Oh, for your twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellickson? Yeah. What? I don't get him. I mean, he, he pitches well enough to have a major league deal well, at this point. Everybody does. <laughs> but he's not looking to break the bank like Harry Anamani. What, what would it take? Oh, God. Two years, 20? At at this point, one year. I I think there's going to be a lot of guys taking one-year deals just to find a place. A lot of wives getting very nervous. And I can understand that. Absolutely. We'll take a time out. Uh, We're going to talk some brackets next. Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com. USA Today joins us. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. The 2018 State Wrestling Tournament is coming to 1700 KBGG. February 15th through the 17th on your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. 
parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together we can solve hunger. The way she's always singing, her silly laugh, the way she kisses me hello. This Valentine's Day, I want to turn everything I love about her into the one thing she'll love forever, an engagement ring. It's the Jared Valentine's Day Diamond Event, February 1st through the 14th. Save up to $1,000 off any diamond when you buy her setting at Jared. And let our expert jewelers help you find or create the one ring that could only be for her. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. They say, want a new wireless plan? Gotta buy a new phone. At Simple Mobile, we say, just bring your own phone. Then pop in a Simple Mobile SIM card and boom, you've got 30-day unlimited plans starting at just $25 with nationwide coverage on a lightning-fast 4G LTE network, all with no contract. You can keep it complicated, or you can mobile simple with Simple Mobile. Available nationwide at Best Buy, Simple Mobile dealers, and authorized retailers. See the latest terms and conditions of service at simplemobile.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.com. Zerookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. Zerookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, Zerookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. 
Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, uh, soccer, hockey game uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbandale. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. And welcome back as we continue on here. Thanks to Andrew Logue for that last segment. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we will talk to the color analyst of Iowa State basketball. Uh, Eric Heft will join us. And then Zuba Mahente from ESPN checks in at the bottom of the hour. Well, it's that time of year again, Trent. We've been talking about it. We started talking about it late last week. This week, he said it's time to reconnect with our old friend Shelby Mast. He's on Twitter, BracketWag.com. He's the Bracketologist at USA Today, amongst other places. And uh, Shelby, who had an unbelievable bracket last year, uh, joins us, and he will continue to join us right up through Selection Sunday. Shelby, Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on, Shelby Mast. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Good to talk to you, Shelby. Uh, you know what? Credit where credit is due. Uh, why don't you pat yourself on the back, remind our listeners just how accurate. I know you swept it. You had every team of the 68. They were all correct. But it was the seeding that blew me away, just how close you were. Remind our audience uh, what 2017's bracket was like for you. The, uh, I got all 68 incorrectly, and of those 63 seeded exact or within one seed line, the five I missed were only by two seed lines. Well, uh, a little more housekeeping, Shelby, and a great run, as always, from you last season. This year is different. Uh, Last year, they were starting to use some more analytic things. Seems like they're diving deeper into it. But the biggest change, it's not what you do against the top 50. It's these different groups or quadrants, as they've been called. What has that done for you? How much has these changes impact what you do when you put together your bracket? Well, what I used to do was I had my own metrics. A, a nerd spreadsheet setup that I used that did a, you know I had a, a formula it was all fantastic and colorful and I had to completely reinvent that uh, I'm not I, I'm feeling more comfortable comfortable about it each day it is a different system mm-hmm. I do like it they're rewarding road wins uh, more than they did last year or previous years I think that's a good thing that's going to help some teams out uh, it but it has Hey, hey, it does make you change the way you look at things. Well, uh, Cyclone fans will be pleased to know, and Shelby, we think that this is going to be just a a miserable month of March in our state, with Iowa being uh, as bad as they are, Iowa State struggling in a really good conference. It's a young team. I think it's a blip on the radar, and they'll be back. Uh, The two Valley teams, Drake's having a much better year than Northern Iowa, but it looks as though the Valley's only going to be a one bid, but you've got Iowa State in your on life support line. They need a lot of help. They face Kansas tonight, so this one would be, you know, it's almost must-win time for the Cyclones, but at least they appear on your page, uh, and they're the only hope for our state, correct? I, I think so, uh, short of winning conference tournaments. I, I don't, Iowa State, I mean, they, they're pretty much a long shot right now, yeah. I think, but with the way the Big 12 is this year and most years, there is opportunity there. They've got home Kansas at Kansas State, home TCU at West Virginia, 
home Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. You get hot and go on a run, that's mm-hmm. going to be six pretty good wins right there, and that will absolutely get you in the bracket, I think. I, I can't lock that in just yet because other results from uh, around the country matter, but I think it would be awful tough to keep them out if they did that. Shelby, uh, speaking of Iowa State, I, I was doing a little calculations myself with uh, an RPI tool that is out there. So if they win their remaining three home games, steal one of those on the road, they would uh, have an RPI in the low 60s range, about 63 going into the Big 12 tournament. Would it be a run to the semifinals, maybe a run to the championship that could get them onto the bubble with something like that, short of winning out here in the regular season, which would be incredible? Four and two and a couple wins in the Big 12. Are we at least talking about a bubble team at that point? Oh, absolutely. Just the fact that every team left, any, I mean, a loss to any of those teams wouldn't necessarily be considered a bad loss. You don't want to lose them all, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the, those teams are good teams RPI-wise. You've got opportunity to get wins, and it's, you know, the, it's there. That's why I haven't completely ruled them out, just because they have opportunities that other teams in other conferences aren't afforded this year, especially. Hmm. Well, watching the Big 12 last night, Shelby, and I, I, th- I really thought TCU and West Virginia was going to be the better of the two games, and maybe I stayed on that one longer as I should, but I was certainly there at the, for the end of Texas-Baylor when it counted uh, in the final couple of minutes and then the double OT. Announcers kept talking about that this was essentially a play-in game for both of those schools last night. Did you get the sense, or does your bracket uh, uh, math tell you that uh, Texas-Baylor was essentially a play-in game last night. Certainly very important if you won't go to the play-in part of it. Right. It was an important game for both teams. I I, I can't eliminate either one of them. I have both of them in my bracket now, both barely in my bracket. But I don't think that one game is the deciding factor for their season. They Like Iowa State, there is opportunity left for those teams to get some pretty good wins, and and they got to keep winning. They're in a situation where they can't afford – too many more losses, but pointing at that game saying that's the one, no, I, I, I don't agree with that. All right, I want to jump into the Big Ten with you, Shelby, and uh, I'll leave Ken's adopted team, the Cornhuskers, for him. <laughs> but at the top there, we know it's a down year in this conference. you got Michigan State and Purdue. You know, in the bracket reveal how, how good those teams are looking. But uh, Purdue, I think, a great example. There's not a whole lot left on that schedule, chance of picking up quality victories. Purdue, are though they're sitting there as a, a top seed, are they in trouble just because other teams' resumes have a lot better chance of getting better, and in the Big Ten, that's not the case. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. They, their last four games regular season are at Wisconsin, home against Penn State, at Illinois, and home against Minnesota. None of those are going to be considered a, a Group 1 win, maybe not even a Group 2 win. Uh, and, you know, teams like Kansas and Auburn and Duke will have multiple opportunities against much better competition, at least RPI-wise, to get good wins, and they could absolutely leapfrog them, especially since Purdue is the fourth one seed, meaning that they're the least stable of the of the one. Shelby Masta, Bracket Wag on Twitter, is our guest. Uh, you can read his bracket at USA Today. Well, I, as uh, Trent mentioned, Nebraska – Look, they they could finish with how many wins could they finish with? Fourteen and four. Fourteen and four, which would be crazy to think mm-hmm. that this is a you know a team in the Big Ten, and you don't have them in your bracket as of today, do you? No, I do not. And I I, I watched them play. They're no doubt about it. They're a good team, 
Uh, they could the overall record could be twenty three and eight heading into the Big Ten tournament, <laughs> but the Big Ten is so down this year. They have zero Group One wins, and I believe it's two, mm-hmm. three Group Two wins. So uh, all of that together, they've got three top one hundred wins. If you want to look at the old system, which still isn't a lot. What hurts them is lack of competition remaining on their schedule. Their non-conference strength of schedule sits at number 264 out of 351. The committee penalized Michigan State and Texas Tech this past weekend partially because of their non-conference. It seems they were kind of letting these teams know, hey, if you're sub-200, you better watch yourself. I think Tech and Michigan State possibly could have been two seeds, but their resumes with that strength of schedule didn't hold up. Uh, That's going to hurt Nebraska, I've heard of, from a lot of their fans. And I – Believe me when I tell you, I'm not saying I want Nebraska to be out or in. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. I'm trying to figure out what the committee's going to do right based on what they've done in the past. Uh, this kind of, regardless of how good the record is, it's the overall body of work, and it doesn't measure up with some of the other teams that are on the bubble right now. Mm. To get the sense, Shelby, Shelby Masters, our guest, you can see his bracket USA Today, amongst other places. Follow him on Twitter at BracketWag. Do you get the sense that the defending national champion North Carolina starting to figure things out. A really nice come-from-behind win against Duke, where I thought Duke was by far the better team. I followed that up going on the road and beating NC State. I know Notre Dame's got uh, their share of injuries, but they took care of business there. Uh, is the arrow for North Carolina pointing up? I believe you have them today as a three. Might they be able to elbow their way into the top two lines? Uh, they could, uh, absolutely, and they are kind of rounding into form now. They've got a superior strength of schedule and non-conference. The only real black eye on their schedule, there's kind of two. North Carolina State is not that bad of a team, and they lost to them at home. And then that home loss to Wofford kind of sticks out. Mm, But they have enough good. They've got enough good on their resume that those things will kind of be overlooked. So they are absolutely – I don't think they can get to the one line, but maybe. I'm not going to rule it out just because there's enough time left for other teams to fall off. Uh, and for them to make a run, they, they can absolutely get there. All right, here's a dumb question for you, Shelby. St. John's all of a sudden has uh, <laughs> become ones. the toast of college basketball. 0-11 in the <laughs> league. If they win out, do they go to the Big East tournament with, with something to play for, short of winning it? Could we get to that point? I, I can't imagine that they could, <laughs> yeah. but I can't. I mean, I, I don't have them. I'm not following them like I am the other teams. Mm-hmm. I think they're far enough away. But if they do win out and get into the tournament, uh, they would still probably have to make a run to the finals. But I don't know if I'd bet against it right now. They're playing awful good basketball. You know, back to the Big Ten, and you mentioned just how down it is. And here's three examples of it, Shell, because I'm guessing when you came up with your first bracket, you know, you thought Northwestern, who finally got there, would repeat. Wisconsin, sure, they're finally losing a lot of guys to graduation, but we're talking about Wisconsin. And Minnesota, as we go back to the beginning of the season, I don't know where you were on the Gophers, but I thought this might be the team that has a chance to knock off uh, Michigan State, who I thought was far and away the best team in the Big Ten. Now we know better with Purdue and Ohio State. But what Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, didn't you and maybe, you know, going in the way back machine when in your way too early bracket for the following year, didn't you have those three schools as part of it at least? Absolutely. I was very high on Minnesota for a long time, but then they've got the, the kid that's suspended now uh, for accusations of uh, improper activities, I guess you could say. Uh, and that really, from the point that he got suspended, uh, booted off the team, 
they have just gone downhill. Uh, so he was a big part of their team. They just they haven't recovered, and I don't expect them to make any kind of run to try and recover to you know try to make a run in the tournament. They look like they're done. Uh, Northwestern, that's a team that really surprised a lot of people early on. Expectations were so high, and I'm wondering if maybe the pressure was too much for them. But they, by the time we got to conference play, they were pretty much realistically done due to the fact that the Big Ten is so down, there weren't the opportunities to get big wins. Shelby, uh, one of the interesting parts that came out from uh, the committee releasing their top 16, you know, there, there's these little things inside the bracket. And in the case of Auburn, who is the number two seed, their top number two seed, but they couldn't go to Atlanta because the overall number one seed, Virginia, was going to Atlanta. When you're, when you're putting together a bracket, those little steps in the process, you know, how important are they to, to put out the best possible bracket projection? Well, this part of the season, I, I look for a lot of those things. Like the, you can't have a, a matchup from a previous game in the year uh, you can, or a matchup from last year's first-round game. Uh, You've got to have confer, conference opponents separated uh, depending on how many times they've played. Those kind of things I really look at every day. The, the, the things like that where the imbalance in the top four seeds, I, I'll look at that about once a week and uh, make changes as needed. Uh, but, yeah, that's one that I had missed on that. I had Auburn in the south with Virginia and just totally missed that. Didn't even think about it. It's on my Friday checklist. When Friday night there's not many games, and I just basically go through and redo the whole thing. Mm. Shelby, is, is Auburn uh, the last thing for you, Trent, unless you have something to follow up with, and we look forward to catching up with Shelby weekly uh, here uh, uh, through Selection Sunday. Is Auburn maybe the biggest surprise from where you were at the end of the year last year to now having them on the two-line? Did Auburn catch you off guard? I thought Auburn would be a team to watch. I didn't have any expectation of them being this good. Last Monday is when I turned in my first bracket for uh, USA Today, and I've got a template that I use, and I had turned one in at the beginning of the year. And I went back and I looked to see what I had done. I had Oklahoma in a play-in game. I had Auburn on the outside looking in. Mm. Michigan State as a one seed. Texas Tech out completely. Wow. So – this is why they play the game. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Shelby Mass, follow him on Twitter, at Bracket Wag. See his bracket at USA Today and hear him here through Selection Sunday on Tuesdays. Shelby, great to catch up with you. Uh, thank you for uh, coming back to Des Moines and uh, doing so with uh, Trent and I here. Appreciate it, Shelby. Glad to do it. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mass, follow him on Twitter, at Bracket Wag, W-A-G, Bracket Wag. It's that time of year, Trent Condon. Yes. Nebraska, you know what? I don't think, in fact, I'm pretty sure that if you were to poll Nebraska media members, Mm -hmm. they believe that their Huskers are home free. Home free. In the tournament. Have a win against Michigan. Home win. Mm -hmm. What else? It's just it. There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing If they would have knocked off, they didn't. Ohio State on the road. Mm -hmm. Purdue on the road. They didn't. They didn't. Early Penn, in the season. Penn State got them on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, Penn State's arrow, I think, is pointing upwards. That's who they fit. Here's the last four. At Maryland. No, home to Maryland. At Illinois. Home to Indiana. Home to Penn State. After playing all those road games, remember that they did earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, they played four out of five. <sighs> Nebraska's got work to do, and they could win out here, Trent. They are currently, their RPI is 54. They are uh, 44 in Sagarin. 
Mm-hmm. They here's the problem though. Against group one teams, mm-hmm. they're only six. Yeah. They don't have a win that even that Michigan win, which is the best that they have on the resume, not considered because it was a home win. Right. And for a home win, it's got to be against a top thirty team. Uh, I got the old uh, projector out here, so let's take these. Well, did you remember? Husbands. Here's here's where I think they're living in the past. Well, they're living in the past during during the fall for sure. <laughs> but th- that magical twenty win number. Remember when twenty? Yes. Ah, you can't leave them out. They won twenty. Right. They could finish twenty three and eight. Trent. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get in. I really, common sense has to win out here, but maybe not. Help me out with uh, your RPI wizard. Yes, they uh, if they go three and one. So okay. three and one, they lose the the road game to Illinois. Win the other three at home. They're twenty two and nine. The RPI is fifty three. Strength of schedule, overall strength of schedule, is still one hundred two. Mm. They're gonna have work to do in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. And even winning out, because then they'll be, <coughs> excuse me, a top four seed. They lose to somebody not very good. I could knock them out. Mm. It, it's it's different. It's a different yeah, age. It really is. And, and they they schedule. You know, they had Kansas come in. They had that game. You look at their non-conference schedule, it's not awful compared to some others. St. John's didn't turn out to be as good, though they've played well the last couple of weeks. But much like we've talked about in the past with Iowa, here's what's hurting them. The bottom-rung teams that they play. Eastern Illinois, 273. North Texas, 183. Maris, 321. Delaware State, 351. There's 351 teams, by the way. Right. Stetson, 327. That's what's hurting the Cornhuskers. And it happens, and teams year after year after year you, fall into this you trap. You love this trend. You preach this all the time. I, I, need right. to, I need to come up with a consulting business, well, I think, for college coaches. I think you've identified one in Nebraska, unfortunately, could be the poster child this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Outside looking, and it happened to Seth Greenberg multiple times at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Remember that year they went into Cameron Indoor, won the game late in the season. Oh, they're in. They weren't no. because you didn't schedule smartly. It's not. It's because early November got you. And that's what happens. Yeah. They all matter. It's all encompassing. There is no last 10 anymore. There's no last 12. It's the way it should be, Trent. Yeah. It's the way it should be because November is an afterthought a lot of times. That's true. Uh, we will uh, come back with the 1 o'clock hour. Eric Heft is going to be here. Zubin Mahente is going to be here. We hope you're going to be as well. Trent Connor and myself until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 
But Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Bacon Fest. Bacon Fest. Bacon Fest. The 11th Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival is coming to the Iowa Event Center on Saturday, February 17th, starting at 10 a.m. The famous bacon strip theme bars. Over 50 different bacon menu items. Over 10,000 pounds of bacon. Live local music acts all day. And then the big after hours party featuring the Grammy nominated band Smash Mouth is now open to the public. Tickets are still available. Visit BlueRibbonBaconFestival.com for more information. And get your tickets today. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466. 9625. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale.